curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything, Mr. Curiosity. Lay down the boogie and play that <laughs> funky music till you die. What did you just say? I just did a signature mic check. <laughs> Is that a seriously? I always, I never do test test. I always recite the lyrics of a song. You're never around for the live shots at six, and you probably don't remember it from the times I did the morning shows with you. But yeah, when most people go mic check, they go test test. I will just pull out something like, you know, <clears throat> standing in the shadows of love, and I'm waiting for the heartache to come. Don't ever talk to me like that, Mr. Bowman. <laughs> what a great way to start, Mr. Curiosity. We got uh, my colleague, the legend, the I'll say national, or is it even global legend? Uh, no, let's let, let's kind of keep it to North America. If we can. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Dave Bowman is here with me, and it's it's special because. The announcement has been made. Your official yes. last week here. Do you want to say week or day is when? Well, my, my official last day will be January 9th, which will be my 10th anniversary at Channel 16. I will be moving Whoa. on to become an investigative reporter at the NBC affiliate in West Palm Beach, Florida. And here's the weird part about you. Because I, I don't know you that well. <laughs> that weird part? <laughs> which weird part are we talking about? Yeah. Here's the weird part about Bowman that everyone needs to know. It, if anyone brings up any subject, tennis, roast beef, lunar landing, doctor visits, he has some tie-in to it. Like, I, I don't even know how you do it. Either you're a massive liar or you've done it all. Uh, I've been around a lot. I've worked <laughs> at six television stations, so I'm on the Discover America program. I've been just about everywhere, as Johnny Cash would say. All right, so let's go way back. You started here on planet Earth uh, when? July 9th, 1956, in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. Bryn Mawr, so down Philly, were you like yeah. a like a wealthy suburban family? Uh, Semi wealthy. Whoa, uh, you Big, know, com a, comfortable. Your comfortable. dad's a big shot. You my grew dad, up with a spoon in your mouth. No, nothing like that. You got not, a, not you got a new like BMW that. for your 16th birthday. Oh, I wish. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a 19. It, my 16th birthday would have been in 72, so I got a 1964. My grandmother's old F85. Okay, well, made it last garlic. about eight years, but it, at least I got a car. So your parents from Philly originally? No, 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 no. My mom's from Canada, but was adopted uh, by a family who lived outside of Philly. My dad is from near Boston, and my parents met at the University of Pennsylvania. Oh. And uh, ended up, we ended up settling uh, after a couple of years in Philly and Cape Cod, which is still home today. Oh, uh, so you, uh, when did you leave Philly? Oh, God. You were just a little kid? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Early okay. 60s. You know. Oh, okay. Kennedy presidency kind of, you know. I got to ask, though. So your mom, Canadian. Yes. And she, she, how did she get it? What's the thing? Was she like orphaned in Canada? No, 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 no. She uh, has a real colorful history. Her dad, <laughs> um, her dad was a musician and was in the, you know, lead bands in the orchestra pits on Broadway. Okay. And so he went to college at the University of Pennsylvania as well. He's a legendary figure. See, I told you folks, like, where, where, where no, does this, this come cool. from? But anyway, <laughs> I, I later heard stories about him. I mean, he died before I was, well, when I was like two years old. So I never really met oh, him. Oh, so she, okay. But but the a... stories were that he worked his way through college. He could play any musical instrument. And what he would do is he would put on sunglasses 
pretend he's blind, play a guitar, violin, have people throw money, and that's how he got through college. So anyway, he's now in New York City. I don't know if that's genius or evil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so he uh, ended up... Um, ended up uh, Going, you know, becoming a, a well-known musician and uh, led in the orchestra pits. And my mom's, my maternal grandmother died when my mom was six. He lived the kind of life where he couldn't, you know, couldn't take care of two kids. So uh, they were adopted into family outside of Philly. And that's where she grew oh, up. Oh, interesting. And that's who, you know, she thought, my mom thinks of as her parents. Oh, okay. And your dad, what did he do for a living? Uh, my dad was a transportation consultant. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. What, what a, that's something we don't need in the world. Yeah, he was very good at what he did, though. <laughs> he, would, he would tell, he would advise trucking companies on how to go from here to there in the cheapest way possible, and he was a genius at it. Yeah. consultant. Let me tell you his big... Sean, it sounds like a made-up career, doesn't it? I mean... It's intriguing, for sure. <laughs> well, let me tell you his legacy. Consultant. Let me tell you his legacy, though. Do you know why? In, you're a biker. You yeah, should yeah, know yeah. this. Do you know why bikes are shipped with the front wheel off? Well, just for obvious reasons to reduce the size and the volume that it appears That's in the box. That's not why. No, what my dad can take credit for it. They were put in trucks, and they had to pay taxes, tariffs on two-wheeled vehicles. So if the front wheel was off the bike, no. they would Yes. And that's my dad's leg, one of his legacies. In the Folks, business. I'm telling you right now, that's only going to be one shocking moment that this guy has talked to. He's not six degrees separated from everything. He's like two. Yeah, two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. All right, so when you were, you're in high school and you graduate, what was your motivation in life? What are you thinking? I want to be a what? I, I want to uh, play professional baseball and then uh, oh. get into broadcasting when my Hall of Fame career was over. <laughs> So back up. You're a, yeah. you're a baseball player through your high school years? I was the MVP of my team, junior and senior you year. cocky. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Braggy son of a gun. <laughs> what position? Wait, though. You're a first baseman and a, you know, you're a pitcher. No, you're shortstop. Yes. Oh yes, my. I played shortstop in uh, high school. College. You know, if you played shortstop and batted fourth, I hate your guts. No, I was a leadoff hitter. All right, that's a little bit. I mean, yeah. that's. <laughs> I don't think I ever batted fourth anywhere, <laughs> okay. but yeah. So anyway, went to college, um, Syracuse University, and right not long after I got there, they dumped their baseball program. Were you like a like a full ride scholarship no, baseball no, guy? No, I never understood this about you shortstop guys. I, how do you know? I mean, that thing's coming flying at you. The bounce, you got the angles all figured out in your brain. Yeah, it's you just, just natural. Just, it, you, you do it by repetition. You, I probably, when I was a kid, took tens of thousands of grounders in practice. I was a first baseman. That was more easy, and you're always getting the action. The ADD really didn't kick in. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you go to Syracuse. Yes. And and that was the only time in my life that I got serious about education. I took, you know, at first I was like, oh, I want to do broadcasting. I don't want to do these courses that I did in high school. And like what, as opposed to what English, <laughs> you know, uh, math. But we you didn't want to be an engineer. You didn't want to be no, a chemist. No. no. No, I, I and, and so what happened is uh, I took a class in Soviet studies. And I couldn't wait to get to class. I still, to this day, will read everything about the Soviet Union, now Russia. Um, I 
feel I have a certain amount of expertise. Get out of yeah. here. No, it's it it's still because our, of like the Cold War in the sixties, you were part into of that. It, part of it. Uh part of it goes, you know, it's an amazing culture of what Russia brings to the table in world history. And it's still our most important strategic ally or frenemy or enemy, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. whatever is going on. But this is a, this is a poor country now sitting on more nuclear weapons than anywhere else on Earth. And we really need to manage that relationship well. And it bears reading. It's something I've always been curious about. It's something that at the end of the day, I hope we have good relationships with them because I don't think the planet can afford us not to. That's a very good point. And, and when, you, when you listen to interviews of Russian people, mm-hmm. They're very much like us. You know what I mean? They're just trapped in a in a system of government, but they seem like they're like us. I think that's true worldwide. Yeah, I guess. But I, I you know, when you when you look at maybe Brazilians or Japanese, <laughs> you, you, whether it's physical, there, but no, yeah. but what's, whether yeah. it's physical or cultural, right. there, there's a more vast difference. Don't I you think? You. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I, I think there's probably a few more similarities. Yeah. in that sense, there's a, more of an overlap. So anyway, let me test your Russian knowledge. What was the first dog in space? His name. It was the Russians did it. I don't. Do, know. Did you know that story I, though? No, I, I. I mean, I. I they do have the first dog yes, in they space. Do. They yeah. do. And I, I don't know the name. Laika. L-A-I-K-A. Okay. So if anyone's looking for a dog name, it's the perfect well, dog name. stump me on that like, ah, I wouldn't have gotten that with three That'll be guesses. the only stump of the day so far. <laughs> All right. So you don't major in Russian. Uh, that was my mind. It was, well, it ended up being a dual major um, in Soviet studies. And I like to tell people that, you know, with a major in Soviet studies and broadcast journalism, that there is uh, <laughs> that number one, there is no Soviet Union. Number two, there's a lot of people that don't believe broadcast journalism exists anymore. I happen to disagree with that, but it's a you know it's it's a field that's undergoing a lot of changes and struggling. And uh, let's see, my fraternity at college doesn't exist anymore. It was taken off campus because of a. a Nothing sinister reasons, just ran out of money. Right. Okay. And they don't have baseball at Syracuse anymore. So, you know. But, so when you got there, there was baseball? Yes. And, and then it was, it just, did you play? Yeah, it was a, but it was a club sport. And, oh, I see. You know, it, because it, it had started out as a, you know, a Division One sport, and then it became a club sport. And they went from being a pretty good team to guys that couldn't make my high school team. And so like, I just said, heck with it. It was just, it was just no fun. So this is like the seventies. You have like long, yeah. flowing blonde hair. You're I playing did. shortstop. You have your you have your uh, tank top on, cut off sleeves. I don't know. What are you doing? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I didn't do the tank top. I had the regular T-shirts, but you pretty much got it right. So when you go from Boston, which uh-huh. you grew up in high school and everything, yeah. at least that area, to that kind of warmer, more marine climate, and you get to Syracuse, and it's 70, 80, 90 inches of snow a year. Did, did you hate it? Yes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I did. I couldn't stand winter. I always thought I'd end up in Florida and look where I'm going in a month, right? Who are these winter lovers? Who are they? Do they like cruel and unusual? When uh, I lived in Burlington, Vermont, that was the one area where people loved it. I mean, you know how kids are. I know. In, in May, oh, summer break's coming on. They were like that around Halloween. They were like, good, ski season's coming. I know, if, but if what you if you like don't like embrace, skiing? But How do you, what do you like about it? These uh, People embraced it in Vermont like nowhere else. Every, everywhere else. People Our very own John it. Hickey went to college up that yeah. way, and he yeah. says he loves snow Believe it or not, he and I worked at the same station oh, like years apart. 
<laughs> I, also at the same station with Jessica Albert. Again, decades oh, apart. Man. So, but this shows you what a small business this is. So let's go on to your career then and all these things you've done. So you okay. get out of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Is it 1978, 9? 79. 79. And where do you go? What's happening? Um, <clears throat> spent the summer because I had to uh, take a few extra classes to graduate on time. <laughs> well, no, why? Yeah. Because a... I got a little bit behind. You know, <laughs> I, was ha- I had a good time in college. <laughs> Um, so you're man enough to admit that. Yeah. Yeah. I I still graduated on time and I had, I had good grades, but I ended up, uh, just going back home to Cape Cod, playing golf every other day and working at a liquor store. Well, wait, so you go back to the parents' home? Yeah. Is there a part of you inside you thinking, I don't know if they want me here? No. No, they, they, they were. <laughs> they cool. embraced yeah, having they, Sonny Boy back. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I was looking to get into television, and eventually, uh, not long after, I got a job at this place called Grassroots Cable in Aspen, Colorado. It was I was a production manager. But wait, you're you're living with the parents in New England, mm-hmm. and you're sending resumes everywhere. Yes, and it happens to land in Denver, it, or Colorado. It, it, it was in Colorado. It was making minimum wage in the most expensive place in the world to live. And yeah, uh, but there's a part of you that wanted to go out west, or you would have. I taken just wanted it? a job. I, okay, you so know, I was really the only started bu- with a career. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't like pick that area? No, it just happened. Here's an offer. This is the first person after like a hundred no's. This was the first yes. Get out. So yeah. you, you do you remember that day? Like you look into your mom and dad's eyes and say, "I'm going out west." Yeah. I mean, that's no, a big... it, was, it was actually pretty cool. We, uh, you know, I drove out there in the fall. And uh, my dad drove with me to St. Louis because he had a conference there, and I drove the rest of the way. Um, stayed in a boarding house because it was during the summer, and it was like, you know, four people in a room. But it was fun. And uh, I was a production manager. What I was able to do was um, I told people how to shoot video and showed them how to use the cameras and not break them. Uh, and I did a pretty good job of that. Cause it, but it, what made you an expert on that? Part of your education? I mean, they... I know they kind of told me what to do. <laughs> okay, I, right. I just taught it to everybody else <laughs> and learned how to do it. Plus, we learned a little bit in college on how to shoot and yeah. And in this, in what I was also able to do was create a magazine show similar to PM Magazine, where we do a bunch of features and uh, on life in Aspen, and it aired in the cable station, and the Chamber of Commerce types loved it because, you know, we said nothing but good things about them. I was able to cut them down to a minute 30 and send them to a station in Grand Junction by bus and ended up getting a full-time job there where I was a reporter three nights a week, and I, did, I was a sports anchor on Saturdays and Sundays. Were you passionate about that, or you just took it like whatever? Uh, no, I liked uh, I liked Grand Junction, but no, I mean the sports thing. You know, I I thought I would, and I really didn't. I, I mean, either, I don't see you as a sports guy. No, I I. I I think if anybody knew me forty years ago, it would have been a little bit different. There's a couple of things, and as I got on, worked in places with professional teams, sports is the last thing I wanted to do. At first, I thought. I don't, you know, in Grand Junction, there's, there's a junior college and a bunch of high school stuff. And it's like, no, no, I, I, want, I want the big time. I want yeah, to do yeah. something. But then when you get to the big time, when, you know, when I worked in Tampa, for example, they had three professional sports teams. The people, the, the athletes that you're rooting for or against can't stand you when you remember the media. You really, they really can. And, you know, 
I don't mind if a politician can't stand me. <laughs> that 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 comes with the territory. That's a compliment, actually. Yeah, it, it, some take it as such. But when you know, when a, when a pro athlete that you think the world of wants nothing to do with you, it's like oh, I'm glad I don't do sports. Well, how long did that last? So you're you're just out of college. Yeah. You got this job. You're living by yourself. You, I imagine girlfriends all over the place. Not in Grand Junction, but uh, <laughs> all right. So what? I, so so then I, so that was that ended up lasting till about about eight months, and then I got a job in Burlington for my. It was Plattsburgh, New York. <laughs> so you man, you're now you're back east. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that was the plan. You didn't like out west. I mean, what was your? Oh, vibe? It was okay. You're, just it was okay. It just I, I can see why a lot of people from the east when they go to places like that, New Mexico, go. Where have you been all my life? But I wasn't one of those guys. I mean, it, it's very. F- Neat, outdoorsy ish. Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of an indoors guy, quite frankly, <laughs> when it comes to cold weather. Um, so you're back east. Yeah. Well, now yep. what are you? New in, TV station. Yeah, at WPTZ in Plattsburgh. Uh, met some of the best people ever. I was there for a year, and it's an interesting market because half of it's geographically the New York side of Lake Champlain, the Adirondacks, and the yeah, other half there, is. You know the Green Mountains, uh, yeah. and, and Burlington and Plattsburgh are the two cities in the market, night and day. Burlington's fun; it's happening. It was a great place. Plattsburgh is one of these places that, let's just say, I'll be nice and say it's it's always been struggling, <laughs> and you know it, it it's weird because the Green Mountains are nice well, ski resorts and happening people, and the yeah. Adirondacks are kind of like. Yeah, he still, went into those hills one day and yeah, didn't return. I know. know those are is. the kind of stories that were done over A lot there. of central and southern New York has that vibe. Yeah. I know. Even yeah, when you leave Binghamton and you just go west, it has like that, whoa. Yeah, yeah exactly. What the heck? And, and so Burlington was as good a place as I've ever lived. I enjoyed it. I had what, fun. I was, what was your role there? News I was, guy? Yeah, I was a bureau chief. What I opened a bureau because most of the sales came from Burlington, and the feeling was, um, that if we're going to go ahead and uh, sell, you know, we're going to sell advertisement, we need at least a presence here as opposed to, you know, the top story tonight, but something in Plattsburgh, the city council's arguing yeah. over pots and pans for the jail. I don't know. But, you know, there's, there's a lot more news over there, too, and it was a lot of fun. So are you loving it? Are you like, this is it? I feel the passion of life? Yes. I'm a news person? Absolutely. And got to cover some really cool stories and uh, really got to hone my craft. And that's kind of when it's like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And um, that lasts how long? Six years, but there was some cool things. Uh, I can't wait for Eddie Money to come into the story. Oh, that'll right. th- that'll be a few things. This one, <laughs> All right, no. so, what? so the person six that, years is quite a bit. You're in your thirties now, married, yeah, kids, anything? No, I've stayed in my twenties, but I, I did get married, uh, not to my current wife. I was another marriage, but um, the big stories I got to do there: <laughs> the Von Trapp family fire, um, the election of Bernie Sanders as mayor, uh-huh. which was really cool because. He was running. Nobody knew who this guy was. He looked like Woody Allen. He was running against a four-term incumbent. He was with this. Uh, was he the same kind of dude then as yes. now? He oh, is yeah? the most consistent politician is that in America. Right? He's the same guy. Uh, and it, it, you know, 
like or dislike his politics, a man is as consistent as a day is long. Yeah, and he doesn't come off as a phony no. like a lot of politicians. No. He tells he's, it like it is. And he's like true he to his feels. principles. And, oh, that's interesting. and it was weird. Did you know him? Would he say, hey, hey, oh, uh, yeah. Dave Bowman? Oh, we got, to, we got to meet when he came and campaigned in 2016 when he was running. He's, I consider him a friend. Is that right? Yeah. He's, he's, could you call him up now? I don't, I don't have his number, but I could probably get in touch with his wife on Facebook. Interesting. I talk with her from time to time. So he's an all right dude. Let's not Very, get political, but he's an all right dude. Very, very good dude. Oh, that's good to yeah. hear. And and what was neat about his election is he gets on there. Uh, he he's running. Nobody gave him a chance, and voter turnout was so, really low. But our political analyst said you need to go election night because this is Ronald Reagan's America, uh-huh. and this crazy socialist might get forty percent of the vote, and that'll be big news. I, nobody thought he was going to win. I don't think he thought he was going to win. But, he, but it's a different world in that part won, of New England. And he I mean. won by he won by twenty two votes. There was Is a, that right? There was a recount, and he won by ten. But Get Vermonters have, a, and of course, he said, "I have a mandate from the people." In which case, Bernie, eight percent of the or twelve percent of the voters turned out, and you won by ten votes. I don't know if we'd call that a mandate of the people, but oh, man. he he. So, yeah, considering the politics, that's impressive in the 80s. He was extremely creative. He built a strong base and coalitions among people. And then when he ran for re-election, he had a Republican and a Democrat run against him. And voter turnout tripled. In other words, the guy who finished third might have won in any other year because he suddenly, you know, people loved him or hate him. And they loved him even more. And that's why he got as far as Congress and the U.S. Senate. That's interesting. And you, you wouldn't call the guy a narcissist because he's a, he's a wreck always. I like that about him. No, he's not a narcissist. The hair's a mess. It looks like he doesn't even look in the mirror. He looks like he lost a fight with a pit bull. Is yeah, I love it. So that's why I respect that about him. So that's job two, three. Where, where's three, that's four, right five come so in? Then I I, so then what happened is um, I got – it was – I can't wait to hear about the first wife. Okay. Well, no, no. She, she's a friend of mine today. She's good people, and and we're friends. And you know, sometimes I, I don't think I have any ex My ex wife and my ex girlfriends would probably say nice things about me. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you might be if you really look. I maybe want some dirt. I want some juice. You're not going to find any with me on this. <laughs> Shoot. But but what happened is, uh, so then I get a job in in Greenville, North Carolina. I got recruited. I'm mapping this. It's boing boing yeah. boing boing. Now you're going uh-huh. back here. So I was there for three years. It, it was because I, got, I wanted to do some anchoring, and I got the weekend anchor job, and it was terrific. And and enjoyed it tremendously. Um, that was a culture shock. It was Old South. Yeah. Um, it Thank was. you, sir. Hi, ma'am. Absolutely. Very nice people. Some of the some best people, and I still am in touch with them. Uh, it, it was just a just a cool time, and the weather was stifling in the yes. summer, but I loved yes. it. Yes. And and the other thing is, I didn't have to do my own camera work. It was the first job I had where. You know, I got to oh. have a videographer who was incredibly talented and one of these people that could, you know, got recruited by Raleigh and Charlotte on a yearly basis. And he goes, no, nope, this is my home. And I was the one lucky enough to be able to work with him directly. So to just do a quick brain comparison. Yes. Don't look down on a guy like me. But I've been in pretty much in Lackawanna County, except for college mm-hmm. and a couple other little things, most of my life. I never thought... I want to go here. I want to leave here and go there. I got a job. I liked it. I built a family. Switched to another job. Family continued to build. What is it about you, all these places, you didn't say, okay, I'm good? 
Because I never, I've probably been searching for that place and never found it. I mean, I don't. I, I've liked everywhere I've been. Uh-huh. Um, Are but, you a restless soul? No, no. <laughs> if let's, if I got a job in Boston right out of college, I probably never would have left. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, the I, right place, the right money. You're there. Right. Right. And, you know, and, and people evolve, grow, and change. What might be the right place when you're 30 is not the right place when you're 45. Yeah. You know, so, no, I have not been a job hopper. In fact, uh, I was, you know, this being the third job that I've had close to a decade. So it's not like I bump around. I mean, this is, you know, the best thing about reporting is I don't care how good you are. There's no overnight success in reporting. You need to get to know a community and you need to be around for a little bit. And you do your best work after you've been there two years. I, I don't, I, anybody that tells you otherwise, you might get lucky and have yeah. a story drop in your lap. But Well, say so you're in your 30s, you're in South Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, why doesn't it last? Why do you, where do you go next? Because I wanted to be a network correspondent and I got, I got to get a bigger job. And Well, there you go. So you didn't want to be, you wanted to go national? Absolutely. Absolutely. You did. Absolutely. That was your goal? Yes. Who's your idol? Is it, is it back then? Is it Tom Brokaw? Peter Jennings. Is Tom Brokaw Jen- was my, my graduation speaker. Too. See, folks, I told you. All right, he, was, so far, he was terrific. So far, was we have Bernie Today Sanders. Yes. We have Tom Brokaw. Do you have uh-huh. his number on your phone? I don't. No. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, it, you know, I, I ended up going to Dayton, Ohio. I got a terrific job there also as a weekend anchor and got to do some investigative reporting. So now you're in the Midwest. Yeah. You're listening to Sticks, Ario Speedwagon. Exactly. Uh, right on. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, this was in the nineties now. And in the nineties, I discovered country music it was at its apex in, and it was really really good i don't good. see you as a country guy. oh garth brooks is as good as it is <laughs> is that know? right yeah he's he's phenomenal that guy is the best <laughs> yeah you know so is uh so is a band called diamond rio i don't know if you've heard of them. i think i heard of them anyway they a couple of guys were from the dayton area in that band and they had a couple of hits in the 90s and they got to meet them they're pretty cool so now you're back to uh, a colder climate, snow in the winter. You're in Dayton, Rust Belt, grounded people. You're yes. having uh, a lot yes. of uh, you're having a lot of pizza. Yeah, they <laughs> they actually they, it, it's funny because my current wife, where I met her, is was she's from Dayton, Ohio. We've been married 22 years. Coincidentally, though, yeah. Yeah, when does the first wife start? Is this in Dayton? No, the first wife was in Vermont, and oh, that was in the Bernie Sanders state. Yes. Oh, yes. So you're in your 20s. Yes. You marry this woman. Yes. What does she do for a living? Uh, let's see. She was in retail. She managed uh, a department store. So there's the two of you. Did you start a family with her? No. Or no. No, Just no the, kids. No kids. Renting a little apartment, a home. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Never bought, rented, almost bought once in Dayton, Ohio, and then we never did. Did uh, you know from the beginning, maybe this isn't going to work out? Do you have a feeling... You have a vibe, or am I no, getting I too? Thought it was good. Remember, you can ring the bell. If I get too weird here. I don't know. Uh, no, I mean it was. It was. Uh, we just kind of grew out of love. It, it was one of those things where you know when you get married. Sometimes when you get married young, people change in their twenties. How old I were think you? I was twenty eight. Twenty. But I think in those ten years, I changed as a person. I think for the better, more than any other time of my life. I was one of these people that grew up late, uh, and uh, as did she. And I, we just weren't compatible, you know. We were at one point, but by the end, it clearly wasn't the case. And there you go. And things happen. Yeah. So I was single for about five years. You're not messing around at work on this woman, are you? No. No. 
I shouldn't that. have said that. I take yeah, that yeah, back. That way. <laughs> All right, I just threw it out there. Penalty markers down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now in the Unnecessary roughness. Snedeker. <laughs> the date 15 thing. yards. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to put a yellow card does out, that, right? <laughs> just... Is the, it's curiosity. It's not. There you me. go. There is, you go. Is Dayton workout? You, that, yeah, it was a great station. Um, some of the best people I ever worked with and uh, liked the area. Um, didn't want to stay, but I liked it. Uh, it was close to Cincinnati, which is actually, there's no value in that. But it's close to, it's four hours from Chicago, which is a great American city. Is it every job that you took, though, you knew this isn't going to be the everlasting one or no? Like, did you think when you take a job, whether it's North Carolina, South Carolina? The one I left Dayton for in Tampa, Florida, I thought, this is maybe it. this is it. All right. So you lived in St. Petersburg and, and loved it. Um, you're a Florida guy. You, uh, you I like that yeah, lifestyle because I'm headed back there, and yeah, I do. I do like I like the climate, I like the vibe, I like yeah ev- most everything about it. So after Dayton comes Florida. Yeah, so I'm in uh, Tampa for almost ten years. It was a terrific oh, job. So that so this is yeah to me. That should have been the end of the story. It, it should have been. And, and what was interesting is that was one time I got a network job offer. But there were, but I had to turn it down uh, a couple of reasons. Number one, they, I, they don't pay you to start. At least they didn't in 2001 what you think they pay. As a matter of fact, with overtime, I was making more in Tampa. And I had kids that were one and three. And had a good support system in place, a lot of people in place. So this that is still with the original needed, woman, though. Or no, this, this is, is no, it's my current wife. Oh, so, have, so you moved kids. to Tampa, yeah. find a n- new wife. No, move to Ohio, find find Me, my wife. Find my wife. Yeah, it's not we like go to Florida, have two kids. Oh, whoa, okay. Whoa, whoa. So where, where, how does that happen in Dayton? She's just a she's a Dayton she's watching you on TV, then. and she's like, I I love this man. No, and, I don't know about that. And she's, <laughs> She, 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 what do you mean? You know, <laughs> I don't know about that. No, we, you know, we met through a, a mutual friend who uh, played in a, a cover band that got to open for all the really cool acts down there. And, uh, you know, we started rock and rollers that this time. Yeah. Yeah. These guys, uh, they were called the boss tones. The reason there was a group called the Mighty Mighty Boss yeah, Tones is because the Boss Tones were taken and copyrighted. So this band had to call themselves the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. And isn't it like ska-like? Do I have them right or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Jazzy-ish. What, what, but yeah, the, so this band they? would do covers of 60s and 70s tunes. And who were they opening for? Um, like... The, uh, they opened for the OJs in downtown Dayton for the 4th of July. They opened for uh, Tommy James and the Shondells and Crystal the Blue Beach Boys. Persuasion. Best song ever. And I got to interview him well, in Dayton, Wait a minute. Ohio, Stop too. right there. Yeah. I've always felt that's the best song ever. That's what he says his best song is, too. It, I think know. that's the greatest song ever. Yeah. Oh, I think it's one of the best, too. I, it fills me with happiness and good weather vibes, but yet it's a drug song, isn't it? I think No, it's no he just said it was something he liked, and it was in the days of acid rock, but he just said it just kind of came to him. It, it, it was interesting, because when I interviewed him, he uh, one of his hits, Money Money, Okay. He was looking for something to fill an album with. How do you interview him, by the way? He just happened to... Our station sponsored a 4th of July concert um, in 96, and 95 or 96, and I got to introduce him 
on stage, plus this band that I knew got to open. So you for got him. to chill with this guy. Yeah, yeah. Did you call him up? Would he know you? Um, <laughs> so I, I don't have his number. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have his number. But he would know Dave Bowman probably. Either I think so because he okay. liked the story because he sent me a you know a nice note back when uh, I put it on a uh, a VCR because that was the technology of the time. He yeah. sent it to him and he sent a nice note back and sent me a whole bunch of. Uh, well, that's interesting. Uh, greatest hits DVDs. By the way, the other great song that he did, but it was done by a different band because he was having a dispute with the music company, was a song called Tighter Tighter. And, you know, hold on just a little bit tighter now, baby. Yeah, who does that? It was called Alive and Kicking, and that's a wimpy version of the song. I mean, it was so bad that I probably did it better, but when Tommy James did it, it was soulful and strong <laughs> and really, really good. And it's probably as good, almost as good as Crystal Blue Persuasion. So you really do feel that's the greatest song ever. And I you say that a, with conviction in your no, eyes. I would I say it's it. the greatest Tommy James song ever. I think it's the greatest song ever. It, it's up there. I would that Godzilla that. by Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 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 you meet your wife. You move yep. to Florida. You got this this newborn. Two of them. Yeah, yeah. They were one and three at the time when I had an offer from NBC and had to turn it down. Never got well. Uh, yeah, the job would have been in Miami. Miami uh, would have been base here, but. So you got a wife, you got two young kids, you got this job you like, a climate you're accustomed to, and, and this is all going good. Mm-hmm. Ten years mm-hmm. in Florida. You're in your 30s. Now you're in your 40s yeah. at the time. Pushing 50. Pushing 50. You're still in yeah. Florida. Everything's going good. The kids are growing. Why does it end? The station was going, I made an announcement corporate-wise, they were going to have people go to one-man bands. And my best friends in the world were photographers. And I felt, I'm going to be putting them out of business. But for the non-journalists listening, what does that mean? That means instead of having a videographer to shoot your video, you're doing it yourself. Now, I never had to do it down there. And the there's other, what we call now the, the multimedia, multimedia journalist. Multimedia journalist, yes. Yeah, or, yeah, they're... they're they called it backpack journalists, which kind of, you know, sounds like some guy with a beard and hiking and eating trail mix. But well, that's for, what. But for folks listening yeah. now, they have to realize he's right. When you go cover a fire, uh, mm-hmm. a story, you, a, a, a journalist, a reporter goes and a camera operator. Right. And usually they work in tandem and you get to get all these shots and angles and you come back and you edit video. But this this back then and this new thing now is you hire someone, they do it all. Yes. They take their camera, they put it on a tripod, mm-hmm. they, they do their own interviews, there's no photojournalist with them, they do everything. Right. And you didn't like that idea. I didn't. It, I didn't like the idea. What I disliked even more was the fact that my closest friends in the world were people that I conceivably were costing them their jobs. The other part about did it... Did the station get bought out by someone? Why no, did they make this change? No, they no. just It's a money-making move. We they have less thought that this was the way things are going, and what uh, the company would say was, uh, don't worry, our competitors will do it in a few years, and we'll have it down pat by the time they get around to doing it. And this is like 11, 12 years ago? This would have been 2006. So yeah. being a guy in this business, maybe more than I am, I'm the meteorologist. I don't know news or do news. Mm-hmm. The, did, did, did I, I should tell you the on? other reason. Because uh, I don't know if it's still uh, respected. Yeah, I, I, I do about half of my videography here now. But does it cheapen the art? I, guess? I don't know. It it can. And it makes you – the drawback you give is productivity. I appear on the air probably a little bit less because I have to edit – 
I have to focus on it. And I everything have to seems drive. to me sterile. It's just like a one shot. You well, need to be moving. You need angles. You need the reporter mixing it up with someone. You need to see motion. Well, and I get when I need that or if I'm confronting somebody, yeah. I'm going to have a video. Yeah, you can't me. set you up can't. a confrontation. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, there, there was something, a straight up interview you can do. If, you know, it takes a little time to do it. The other reason I left Florida, however, was the kids were getting to an age where the schools in Florida, sadly, back then, were just not good. Um, the public schools, because here, you know, you'll, you'll have people saying, we need more money for mm-hmm. schools, we need to improve our education. And the main pushback is not because they don't want to pay, it's because they can't. Down there, it's like, Oh, you're not going to raise my taxes. Well, what about the kids? Huh, my kid's 50 years old. What about your grandkids? Well, they're up in Chicago or Because wherever. it's an older population. Yeah, There's less retirees. Yeah, and so, that's a good point. You know, they, the, the public schools in Florida just aren't good. And so it was a combination of factors. My wife also wanted to get back to Dayton for, for a couple of family issues. Um, and so I said, I don't want to go back to Dayton, Ohio. And then I get offered a job as an assistant news director of what I proudly call the worst TV station in the United States. Um, Wait, where? So where is also it? Also back in Dayton, Ohio. Not the one I worked for prior. This prior. is another one close by it, though. Yes. You don't want to give, the, you don't want to give that one or no? No. I, uh, <laughs> no. W- would I be fair in saying it's owned by the people that almost bought us and let it go oh, okay. there? Okay, we'll let it go there. I got you. Okay, right. So, <laughs> so um, you, were, you were offered a position there? And yeah, and I took it. It was the assistant news director. And But did you know it was going to be bad or you just thought, hey, it's a higher up position. I'm management. I'm going to be boss man. I I'm thought, making more money. What the heck? I thought... I could help turn this around and make it a much better place. And I, and I think I did during the time I was there. But. Is this your first role as a non-reporter yes. or anchor person? You're pure management? Well, You're pure sort boss of, guy? Sort of. Here's the problem. <laughs> it was They were so tight on money that if somebody called in sick... On the weekends, I had to do weekend sports (laughs) once because it was like, you know, so-and-so's not can't come in today and we can't get our third stringer off the bench or, you know, we're we've spent a lot of overtime this month. You do it. And was was it an ABC, CBS and ABC and Fox duopoly? And really? I didn't get along with the boss at all, and it was the only time I've ever been fired in my life. Whoa, 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 whoa. So when you say when you say boss, you're the assistant news director yes. or you're the news? So you're, your boss is the news director? Yes. And what? He didn't like you? She didn't like you? You didn't like her? He, didn't... We, he, he and I got along at the beginning, but towards the middle and end, he did, he, we didn't see eye to eye on anything. I could go into details, but he has since passed away. He right. had a brain tumor and died about four months after I was fired. And if I wanted to go on and on about erratic behavior, etc., right. it'd probably be a little unfair. Gotcha. So when you say fired, literally mm-hmm. you go into work someday and, and it's some guy like George Jetson's boss going, Bowen, you're done! Get out of here! Now, come on up to the office, was read... What, you know, we're going to give you two months pay. Did you, you see sign a relief? Yes. You saw it coming? Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was, in the meantime, I was applying, for yes, because I knew this day was coming. Is it, your wife at home saying, no, you can stay here, make it work, honey. We're going to build our life here. No, we agreed that, you know, it could, we could have stayed. I was, and remember, this is in the, this is 2007, 2008 at the height of the recession. This is right before WNEP. 
Uh, yeah, I was one job before WNEP, but this was at the height of the recession. I was oh, 50 years yes, old. yes, yes. I would have had a hard time getting a job bagging groceries. And so, <laughs> and, and, and so I started applying to other assistant news directors, small market news director positions, because there was a lot of lousy news directors in this business. I, so you, my you, resume said I was one. Let let's see what we can do. But, but wait, you like that role? Or I, I did. I thought you I was thought pretty I good can at leave it. the new stuff. I'm going to be a, a yeah. boss man. And, and 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 in all honesty, the people I supervised, I you know would tell you that I you know help them get to where they are. A lot of them have gone on to some bigger and better things, and you know they I helped them because I'd had plenty of experience by then. Helped them get. Okay. Where they needed to go, and I, I was pretty good at that. Well, I think before I was. we jump then to WNEP, yes. uh, being that you were in this boss position, my wife bosses me around. Does your wife boss you around? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Why? <laughs> Why do they have this power? Uh, is it? I, I, it just is. It's, it's a common. <laughs> it's it, it just that's life, you know. It's I, I don't it's know. I, I yeah, it just it's always been that way, and we've made it work. But you know, twenty two years, we've that's. We've we've beaten the odds. Okay, um, so let's let's hear this 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 Ohio. I heard about WNEP. It's on the horizon. Well, wait a well, minute. No. Okay. So now, and this is a valuable lesson I learned. I have to take nothing away from this show. I started having people write me letters of recommendation. One individual was a news director at the competing station in Dayton, Ohio, but he was my assignment editor when I worked there the first go-round. He was okay. at that, that particular station. He calls back and said, hey, we had a group meet, phone conference of news directors, and uh, people are familiar with you, probably because I've been around a while, and very interested in you in Norfolk, Virginia, and in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And, you know, call them. Here's their numbers. They have openings that might fit you. So I did. Uh, the Albuquerque was the most interesting and uh, ended up in a very short time landing a job. And it was the first time that I really got to do investigative reporting full time, which is what I like doing best. Also, the Dayton to PA thing didn't happen. It's Dayton to Albuquerque. To PA. And oh, so was in Albuquerque for, for two years. Uh, again, similar thing to the vibe of Grand Junction, Colorado. It's nice. It's outdoorsy. You can see why a lot of people from the Northeast and Midwest go there and say, I'm never leaving. It's yeah. a cool, cool place to live. That was not us, however. Uh, we wanted to get back close to home. Did you know it from the start? Did you know it was going to be a jump? Did you think, uh, yeah, let's I, make it work? I didn't see myself living there long term. Um, it was a great station. Some of them, you know, some very, uh, you know, a couple of people were super uber talented. Um, Another uh, affiliate, ABC, NBC, CBS? This was a CBS. CBS. Yeah. And so I ended up, uh, after my two years were up, this job came open. And well, what did you do down there? You were a... Uh, it's was called it a, special assignment reporter. Okay, uh, similar to what you do here. Similar, Any famous people on there? Good stories? Anything weird happen? You know, the, here's, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> I didn't and hear about any money yet. Oh, that was back in uh, Florida. We kind of bypassed that, didn't we? Yeah, I want to hear Eddie Money. Okay, well, no, it, it we'll go back to Florida. Eddie Money had a concert. There was they had a lot of oldies acts. Like the Little River Band lived down there, Love them. and uh, a few others. One of my best friends is a guy named Rob Parisi who wrote. And sang was the lead singer for Wild Cherry, which had the one-hit wonder, play that funky music. White boy, yeah. yeah he was right. a neat guy. Uh, and one night, there was a concert that we were able to get really good tickets to with any money. 
And so we went to see him afterwards. He took a liking to my wife and all that. And <laughs> what, somebody, you, what does that mean? He, he, he was spending a lot more time with her than any, all the other people. How, at the pre-show party or something? Post-show party. Post-show yeah. party. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he was, uh, and then he goes to me, he goes, hey, and it's you, the janitor for the television station. Well, so, and, go, and I said, no, it's Mr. Janitor to you, Eddie. But, but know, what, so he, how does he know that? Is he, he's not, somebody he, told him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, he doesn't watch TV in that no, area. So. No, he, I, he, I think he's from New York. But And uh, what's the janitor joke mean? I don't get it. Because somebody quiet. told him that I was on local TV. Right. And he goes, or I worked for a TV station. So he, he thought it was funny to say you're the janitor. janitor but, guy, yeah. just, but he's really interested in your wife. Not yes. interested in a... In a Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> in an impure way. Yeah. No, no, maybe he was, he was just being flirtatious. Yeah, something like that. But it, it, he was—he was a pretty, pretty nice guy. Yeah, was, he's a cool kind of, guy. It was—it was a lot of fun, and he donated. Uh, uh, the, the concert was there was a certain charity affiliated with it, and he gave in addition to what you know the share of the gate was. He gave some of his money to that too. I, I believe he's always been. Was. Yeah, he's into he's into veteran causes and yeah. he's he's a, he's a animal activist. He was a great guy. I yeah. loved all his music too. Underrated. I agree. I a agree. regular guy, police officer, and then writes all this great music. And he should has a have great, been. In, should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Should be, and yes. even has a great sense of humor. He could be a stand-up comedian. Yes, Eddie Money. I agree. So then you, uh, I need to know like what sixteen means on your radar when you're in New Mexico and you're thinking. Is this my next job? Is it just some dumb station in Scranton? What were your thoughts? My thoughts were this was a full-time investigative <laughs> reporter position, but I don't know. The market's too small. But it's perfectly situated between Dayton, Ohio, and Cape Cod. And, you know, oh, I we see. Can, we can, you know, we can make either of them on a tank of gas. But I hate to say this. At this point in your life, did you give up on the national network hero thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I turned fifty, and I thought that's in my rearview mirror. Okay, um, but did you know of Sixteen's reputation? Because I think we have a big one across the yes. nation. And there was a photographer that worked for the station, in who was from Dixon City, and a photographer that I worked with a lot in New Mexico. And I said, "What do you think of WNEP?" And he goes, "If I went back home, there, that's the only station I'd even think about working for." So, but but did you have any knowledge of it or no? No, no, really. I really didn't. And then I did my research and I go, wow, this could be good. I sent uh, a tape and the news director at the time was Eric Schrader, brought me here and uh, had a great interview and uh, ended up accepting and taking the job and, you know, relocating from New Mexico to here. And that's about uh, to 10, 10, 12 years ago. That was in 2010. Ten, okay, yeah, yeah, so, so a decade ago, a decade ago. Um, so you come here? Yeah. Have you ever been to Scranton before? Wilkes for no, Scranton? No, no. As, as a matter of past it, I I remember when uh, I remember a couple of times driving. I can't remember where, but I was living in Vermont, and I would go on eighty one North. So I've yeah. kind of gone through right through that, but no, there goes Scranton. You see it like it on off eighty one. Yeah. No. So when you get here now, you're leaving us. You don't have to be fake in any way. Yeah. Just what's your vibe? How do we compare to all the things you've done, the places you've been? What's the what's the First culture all, like here? What? The 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 best thing about here is, and and look, I don't think you can measure yourself just by ratings and things like that. But when you get to do something and somebody goes, everybody's watching. 
They really are. So there you, aren't that many. No, I didn't see that. I mean, everybody. So everybody really is from watching. this area you feel has, has, yeah, they're connected to us. Yeah, and they 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 treat you as family. I, I heard about it. What was interesting on my job interview here the night before, I spent in the hotel next door, and so I got dinner at what was called Mugs at the time. Yep, and I just had a drink at the bar and having dinner, and these. Uh, this this woman, these two women are sitting next to me, and I just said, I'm going to see about this station. I said, so are you guys from here? Yeah. What do you think of Channel 16? And they're just, oh, my God, it's the best. And they were going on and on. And I said, because I'm here for a job interview. And they said, hey, come on over here. There's this, I'm, not, I'm not even on the air. You're they're making a it's a big just deal because just yeah. because I'm being brought in for a job interview here. That was... That's, yeah, that so you was, get a vibe for what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But here uh, we have a great facility, a semi-new yeah. building. It's, it's, it's one of the probably few stations, do you agree, that's not like in the city that yeah. it caught... I mean, we're, we're on the, up on a hill. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it, most places that I've worked have been downtown somewhere yeah, yeah. and this clearly is not it um it, it's like a, it almost feels like you're out in the woods sometimes, yeah yeah but. we're up on the hill and there's mountains and there's a weird mm-hmm. backyard weather station and there's <laughs> some guy who uh, has bears and fish in a shed in the back and, and what also surprised me about it during the interview process in my first few days here is how this is more than anywhere except maybe uh tampa this is a destination market. I mean, I, you know, I, I look. What do you mean by that? Meaning when people get a job here, it's their last job in TV. So people will seek it out from elsewhere. I want to end my career. Yeah. Here. And very often they're from here and it's yeah. the only place they want to work. Um, but hey, you, you look at the morning show of the people on air, you, Tom, Mindy, Sarah, Andy Palumbo, Ryan Leckie. Ten, I've been here ten years, and you guys have all been at the station longer than me. And that you don't doesn't see happen, that right. anymore. People you don't, don't see that in that. New York. The consistency, yeah. right? Uh, it's well, twenty I, years since Tom Williams and myself have been yeah, doing that, this. Yeah, I mean, you can see it for one or even two people. We're talking about six on-air people who've all been here longer than me, and I've been here on television. Well, years, why is a it long time. What's your perspective? I think it's a good what? place to work, and I think it. I was my plan was to be here four years. And is that right? Yeah, uh, that was the plan. And it's like the confessional. He's being honest. Why only four? <laughs> Joe Snedeker, the exit interview, right? <laughs> but no, no, but what were your plans? My plans were to get a good tape together and move on because the you economy was getting gun. better. Using us. That's well, I mean, I was contributing. I we're, was just doing another lo- we're just another step on your stairway to heaven or highway to hell, one or the <laughs> other. <laughs> but, but no, you, 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 I mean, I was going to give four good years, I was going to yeah, okay. leave a lasting impression. And, and what happened is, is when your I wife thought, loved it, your kids loved it, wife didn't, kids did. And kids were like, I remember my kids going, Dad, we don't want to move. We've moved from Florida to Ohio to New Mexico and now here. And this one they liked. And they said, we've got, and, and my youngest one goes, yeah, we're popular. <laughs> and, uh, what does that you know, mean? I, they loved being at school. They had a good network of friends. And the best thing about my See, decade that's great here, to hear. the best thing about the time here is they were in the Hazleton area school district. Uh, terrific teachers, terrific staffers, and you know you can't pick your parent. You can't 
choose who your kids are going to be friends with. And even one step removed from that is you can't choose the parents of who your kids hang out with. But the best group of parents of friends of my daughters you could ever ask for. Are you listening to this, folks? The guy's been all over. He's had all these jobs, experiences, north, south, east, west. But yet the best people are right here in Northeastern PA. The best parents by far. Uh, I'm going to say best people. Yeah, I'm not going to challenge you on that. We're nice in North Carolina, too, though. I love it, man. So that's, that's a lot. So now, yeah. as you get ready to leave here, yes. Uh, I mean, what's, what do you feel? Your retirement's coming up? I'm, I'm never going to retire. I have two You're kids not. that go to expensive colleges, so I'm not going to retire. No. I'm going to be working. I mean, in- you could. You could start getting the, uh, the, the 60-ish Medicare down the road, Social Security, go, go to Hilton Head. At some point. Play baseball I'd in the senior to. league. <laughs> no? I, you know, it's, I'm in good shape. Uh, you I, look fantastic. It, it's some, yeah, most people don't think I'm almost 64. But no, you don't. You look great. Thank you. Uh, but Do you think you can beat me up in a fight if there's sort of like ancient Rome sandpit warfare? Yeah, because I know how to fight dirty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really? a skill you learn as a reporter just in case you're attacked. I'm dirtier, though, it? because I can poke okay. your eyes. Yeah. Uh, I occasionally uh, will trip and spit. Okay. <laughs> I have an That's older brother. I had to do all those things back in the I, day. I, I was the oldest, and I was you know, always in trouble because it's like, you're the oldest. You should know better. And my two younger brothers got away with everything. Oh, so, yeah. You know, That's it goes it that goes. way. But. Well, I mean, do you have any final thoughts here? And as you leave, something we left out or something like, uh, this is it, man. What are you going to leave to the viewers of WNEP? Just a thank you for watching. Oh. And thanks for, for, for being a part of it. I mean, this is the one thing that you get here that's unlike anywhere I've worked. It's the bond between the station and the community and the viewership has never been tighter than what I've experienced and seen here. And I've worked at a lot of good places where they've had that bond, but it's not nothing is easy. That, that means close a lot, I think, to all the viewers to I hear you so. say that because you have a I great so. perspective that I don't have. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm the, I'm the one person here uh, that can honestly say they've worked at more TV stations than anybody else, at least in the on air yeah. part of it. You know, and, and even as a managerial role too. But I promised you I would tell you this one story. Oh, here we go. The end blast. story, folks. Yes. Dun dun. So dun, when, dun. when we work on holidays. There are two things you have to do as a reporter. Either you, and I got stuck, you know, on Christmas once covering a, a fatal fire. So that Christmas was shot with the family, obviously, uh-huh. and worked a 10-hour day. But there are other days where you're covering on holidays. You might do a parade and you might do something quick and you'll do two stories, but it can all fit together and you can get done early and leave. So I was working with Bonnie Frisbee one day, and it's one of those days where we're doing you know, second block kind of stories, featureish stuff. And we're putting it together quickly. We do this parade and we interview a couple people. At the start of the parade, we get enough video. We're going back. It's great. We're going to be out of here at one o'clock on a holiday. It was one of the summer holidays. And I'll just leave it at that. We get there. We can't go anywhere. There's a parade. So we turn down a road. Nope. Blocked off. There it is. Blocked up. Go back. Another road. Blocked off. Finally, a road that like a, looked like a crossing guard was kind of guarding. And I go, Bonnie, let's just go with the flow here. We get up there, and I said, we missed our slot, but we were really close. And there was a nice gap between a band and a float. We just pulled the car right in, rolled the windows down. It's a Channel 16 car. 
and we're waving out. These people are going, oh, Channel 16 You became part of, the, part of the parade. I love it. We, we, we went for Except about 12 blocks. And, uh, you know, people are doing it. And they, they you know, people are running up to the Oh, we love That's you guys. That's funny. And you were a part people, of the parade. We had people calling the station going, oh, my God, we've been trying to get you to come to this parade for years. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> and, yeah, we got to the point where. That goes know, with your immediate acceptance in the area. Right? Absolutely. Nice people. Absolutely. And, you know, and anyway, we want, we finally had an opening to get out. And so I just kind of, you know, there's another guy said, hey, we, we've got to go. There's some big things happening. There wasn't. But, you know, we just love it. we got through and we got back and got to spend that holiday with our families for the Woo! most part. <laughs> I had too much iced tea before this interview. I have to go to the uh, urinal. But I have to say this before we end. Are you ready? Yeah. When you're in Florida... I'm going to come down there some weekend. I don't know if it's in a year, 10 years, five years. Mm-hmm. Blue sky, sunny day. We're going to play a little, little crystal blue persuasion, Tommy Absolutely. James and the Chandels. And I'm going to hit you grounders. I'm going to do a solo hit off the bat. Nice. And how many will go past you? That's what I want None. to do. None. None. <laughs> we'll do it on AstroTurf so we get a, a true bounce. <laughs> All right. Good hanging with you, man. All righty. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity.